Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. Alright everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoop. Give me my theme music. And Johnson. It's been a hot minute since we've talked, Guido. A few things have happened. Yes, a few things have happened. Sorry we- Just a few. Just a, just a couple. Just a few. Sorry we didn't have a show last week. Uh, somebody- Somebody uh, was a little under the weather. Somebody was. I don't know who that, I don't know who that me, was. Me, maybe. Maybe. Yes, I was, it was you. It was yes. rough. It was, uh, the flu went through the house. The flu got everybody in the house. The kids were down. The wife survived, and I slept in the room over the garage. So we know who the strong one is in the Guido household. She, she is the strong one in the Guido household, but- you Didn't have to tell me anything. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're. We're glad you're feeling better. We're back at feeling it this better. week. Yes, and a lot of stuff to go over that we've missed over the last two weeks. Uh, probably the biggest, the thing that we'll start with the most is WVU did select has hired an athletic director, uh, and nobody knew who he was. <laughs> I mean, I, I listen. It's great that they've got somebody, Ren Baker. Um, you know, I think it'll be. An, it's an interesting hire. I'm just going to start off by saying when they did the press conference, when uh, they introduced him and Gordon Gee was was up talking, I noticed one thing that the president said. He said, you know, when uh, I when we were doing the interview and me and Oliver and a few other people were talking to him, we were really excited about him. And you know what I heard in that statement? Oliver, guys, I heard Oliver's name in that statement. And I thought. (laughs) I wonder if the Country Roads Trust really had some pull with this hire. Just just wondering. I don't know. Um, Johnson, what was your first reaction when you heard about Ren Baker, the new AD at, at WVU? Well, I think, honestly, my first reaction was North Texas. Scoot, what do I know about them? Uh, the Mean Green. They are the Mean Green. Uh, that's about it. I think we just exhausted everything I know about them. Uh, so that was my initial reaction was nothing against Ren Baker, but I, you know, I don't, I don't really know what's going on at North Texas, so I don't know how to feel about that. That was like my honest initial reaction. I had to go well, digging. A, I had to go I'll, do some research. I'll be honest. I like uh, just about every other West Virginia fan. I was like, this is what we're getting. This guy that nobody knows. This is what we're getting. Uh, national search, and we went with the North Texas guy. That's kind of how I felt. No, no connection to the school. No connection to West Virginia, the state. Had not even been on campus to interview or anything. First time on campus is when he got there and did the press conference. I think the thing that came out of it the most, Johnson, that I guess what you kind of heard the most was how great of a fundraiser he was. Yes. How great of a, how, you know, how much he could help with fundraising. How much fundraising he's done at the other institutions he's worked at. Um, so you definitely saw that shift after listening to what Shane Lyons had to say you know, about what he thought his role was to what they've hired Ren Baker to do. I just have a hard time looking at the hire and not thinking, well, this hire was, you know, President Gee and Oliver Luck and Ken Kendricks and the rest of the Country Roads Trust saying, okay, we've got somebody who will do what we want them to do now. Yeah, and by that Friday, I felt like Country Roads Trust was everywhere, Uh, On Twitter, especially. And that Friday, specifically, I think they had initially set a goal of $50,000 in new memberships. They blew past that. They moved the target to $100,000, and they achieved that. So it was sort of like, Guido, I think you just hit it on the head. It was like immediately you got hit with... Hey, hey, everybody, remember this Country Roads Trust thing? And it's now like mm-hmm. front and center of everything that's going on with with around that whole that whole announcement. So I think you hit it on the head. And Scooty, do you think like hiring a guy like Ren Baker, who sounds like he's going to have a better relationship with Country Roads Trust than uh, Shane Lyons did and is a fundraiser for Country Roads Trust now, kind of like. Does that help the program get the players that we need to get because of name and likeness? Like because of all the money that'll be filtered through there to Listen, the kids? If I'm if I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, the that's, name that, that's what we the, want you to be, Scoot. The the trust is nice. That's that's great. Here's the problem. Ren Break I Ren Breaker. Ren Baker. The reason why we're struggling to get the kids we want 
is because of the coach we have. That's what I think. Well, and part of this Guido front and center, Rob, talking about things that were front and center around this, Rob Alsop made an official statement saying two things. One, it's time to rally around Wren, which, Scoot, that made me think of like rally around the Wren with a pocket full of like what, pepperoni rolls or something. I don't know. In Rage Against the Machine parlance. And then, yeah. And then, two, work with Neil. He said it's time to rally around Ren and work with Neil. What what do you cuz I read that and that was sort of like when uh for whatever reason we get to dinner and my wife says you got to work with what's in the refrigerator and I'm like I'm not really excited about anything in there but you're telling me I got to work with it. That's how I read that statement. He's like, "Hey, look, this means we got to work with Neil." And I was That's just like, like wah, wah. "Hey, put on put on some dress clothes." We're gonna have an awesome dinner tonight. We're gonna we're gonna do it upright. Go get that leftover pizza out of the fridge. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But do you feel like do you feel like when they announced this, you know, they had said all along, like Alsop had said all along, you know, we're gonna let the new AD evaluate the head coaching, the football program, what all that. But it sounded like when they announced the hiring of Ren Baker, that it was like at the same time they announced. Neil Brown staying and we are not going to have a new head yeah, coach. Yeah, that's the way I felt, Guido. I mean, I felt like the statement was, here's your new AD and get on board with Coach Brown being here next season because that's what we're doing. Scoot, that's that's the way uh, I that's the way I received that whole thing when it didn't feel like it was Ren Baker's decision yeah, to evaluate right. anyone. Yeah, you're right. I yes. It feels like we're being punished because of Shane Line's decision to extend <laughs> Neil Brown. <laughs> Shane extended him. We've got to sit with it. We're going to get rid of Shane, but we still got to deal with what Shane did. What do you make of uh, Pat McAfee on his show the next day? Just sort of saying, hey, Ren Baker DM'd me. I haven't looked at it. I think he said something to the effect of like, haven't looked at it yet. Didn't want to leave him on red, but, uh, but he's reached out to me. I thought that was kind of cool. I like that. I think he's got to, he's got to hit up Pat McAfee. He probably needs to hit up. He's got Bruce a list, Irvin. right? Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, hopefully he's, he's got, got a hit list. Up, uh, a bunch of these guys, probably Johnny West, some of these guys that have got an impact somewhere else in the different athletic spheres that they're in. So yeah, I agree. I, that's good. That's a good move on his part. That's that's going to win over some some favor. But ultimately, like. Let's before we get all crazy about Neil Brown and and supporting him, let's just stand back and take a look at what we got. That's my advice to Ren Baker. Well, and in all seriousness, though, Guido, I think that I said I had to do some. So to answer your question from the top, you know, you were saying, what, what did you make of that? I had to do a bit of research and just going through a cursory like, what are people saying about this on the North Texas side? That was something that gave me a bit of uh, confidence, a bit of solace in this original thought of like, I don't know a about lot of this. Big words coming out of your mouth tonight. I'm I'm trying them on for size. Solace, what do you think? Parlance. Parlance. I need a thesaurus around here. Well, they were sent. You know, people <laughs> from the North Texas side were super like, oh man, love that guy. Hate to see him go. Best of luck. Hey WVU, you're getting a good one. You know, like sp- talking about how they had been breaking. Uh, fundraising records at North Texas. I mean, it seemed like people, you know, it's sort of like, you know, people, you don't want to go there and see people saying like, thank goodness that guy's out, you know, thank goodness we're moving on from that guy. At least, you know, you weren't reading any of that. Well, you, you read that, but then in the next paragraph, Ren Baker has not made a major college coach hire in the next paragraph. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's, he's had any experience doing that. So that's a concern for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think that, you know, I look at it, <laughs> I, I, I really looked at it as a situation where Shane Lyons, I think, stood his ground. I think Shane Lyons stood his ground. He may have made a bad decision with the contract extension. So you're saying puppet. Yes. I think that Ren Baker is being brought in to be either, you know, like I said, the guys at the Country Roads Trust uh, President Gee, I think there's a lot of power there that they were looking for somebody that was like going to be on their side, like going to be their guy, you know. And I don't think Shane Lyons was their guy. I mean, that was obvious from the Hoppy Kerchival interview. Um, and, you know, I think it was one of those situations where 
they uh, they wanted somebody that they can control. And I guarantee you, like you, you worry about the hire, and I worry about the the hiring of a of a football coach. Let's say everything we think is going to happen happens next year, which is we win four games and they get rid of Neil Brown next year, right? Uh, who's making who's who's making that hire? Is it Ren Baker or is it Ollie Luck and Ken Kendricks and E. Gordon Gee? You know, so I don't know. It, it's it's an interesting direction, and and what I think is even more upsetting is so now you've gone from, you know, a person that we don't know bringing in bringing them in. You know, yes, he's he seems folksy. He seems like a nice guy. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Where we hear that before? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but you now love we, that. we know that's like your prereqs, right? Mm, that's like, yes, <laughs> we love a good Friendly, folksy guy. Seems happy. He's, uh, he's got some young a young a, family. A nice party. Wants a yeah. house on Sheet Lake. Uh, <laughs> good with good with a spatula. <laughs> well, and Guido, just to interject a minute. So, Scoot, what? So you were saying, you know, we noted. So, Scoot's looking at the show notes like a good, like a good, uh, like a good member here of the podcast. Now, you, say that so, you know, we're we're saying he didn't really have any experience hiring a, a head football coach. What if I also uh, mentioned to you, Scoot, that essentially it seemed like a day after this was announced North Texas fired their football coach. Well, uh, it, it, I, his name escaped Latrell. I th- I'm probably messing that up, but they had, and he's been there quite a bit. He hasn't had uh very good bowl success. If any, I don't think North Texas has well, ever won a Latrell bowl. Spreewell, that would make zero no, sense to hire the guy in the first place. That would be, that'd be very interesting. Wouldn't it? No, I, I can't remember his name, but it, but he was essentially fired. I think like, you know, an hour, like a day, two days after this was announced on the WVU side. So I thought that was interesting too. So Ren gets a six year, $1.1 million contract. Uh, so very similar to where Shane Lyons was, uh, you know, contractually and money wise, I, you know, obviously have not seen the details of the contract. I'm sure that the buyout is well, not. Well, what concerns me totally is, when you bring a guy like Ren Baker in for an interview or, or you're talking to people, is this really a job he's going to turn down? No. It's right? a power five. You're, ta- you're talking right. about, you know, what are there? There's probably 60 D1 power five athletic director jobs. And of those 60 jobs, there's, you know, I mean, we're what? We're top 30 of wins all time well, in, in football and basketball combined? I would say combined, 60. So it's it's like, probably a top 30. It may be 30 to 35, somewhere in that if you were to rank each athletic department as a I'm right we're in a you're top not gonna half. turn that down no way so by by accepting that my concern is and maybe i don't maybe i until this all went down in my mind to be honest with you i never really realized shane lyons was a power player so to speak i never really thought that he was a guy that had a lot of uh, what's the word I want, Johnson? Chutzpah? Chutzpah, chutzpah yeah. maybe? I didn't think he had a lot of chutzpah. Well, but Scoot, Shane Lyons is someone who I think last year just won the, uh, he was not, what was that, Guido? He was named the uh, overall, like, whatever the best AD Athletic of the, director. Yeah, athletic director of yeah, the year, I mean, whatever. So yeah, he's right. well-respected in the industry, well-thought of. And, I mean, this is not a knock on Ren Baker. He just doesn't have the experience. But he's not going to say no to this. So when... Uh, the powers that be call him into the office and they suggest strongly suggest something, he's going to go along with it because that's what he's been brought in to do. So it doesn't give me a lot of hope. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's good. I agree. I mean, I think that, you know, and now that we've got, we know, and the team knows and everybody knows that Neil Brown is sticking around another year and we're going to have him as a head coach. You saw a lot of people jump in the portal, especially Especially wide receivers. We lost we lost a lot of wide receivers this week, Johnson. So some, I mean, let's just look at the names. A uh, uh, lot of a lot of names went into the portal. Some surprises, some not surprises. JT Daniels enters the portal. I don't think that was a surprise. No, to anybody. I mean, if anyone's surprised by that, then you haven't been paying attention to mid-season on, right? I mean, come on. I mean, maybe Toothman Ford might have been a little shocked, but another quarterback that entered the portal was uh, Goose Crowder. Um, I think you called it, Scooty. I mean, you, we were talking well, about it last episode. He I mean, probably he, is entering it a year late, to be honest with you. I mean, the writing has been on the wall here now for two years that we're not really going to give him a fair crack at anything, so you might as well 
look other places. We do finally, though, Scoot, we've been dying for, what, four years now to use the goose's loose. So the goose is the finally goose loose. is loose. So yes, sayonara to goose. Best of luck to the goose. He, finally he had a got great loose. football nickname. Man, would that have been I fun mean, to talk about. I mean, it was just tailor-made. Right. That would have been great to run with. Uh, so early on, though, Guido, so last week was the first week of the portal when you were down with uh, influenza A or B. Yep. And it felt like, I think for a lot of people, at least via the Twitter and the social media, that it wasn't um, it wasn't all that bad, right? At that point, it was essentially Goose and I think Reese Smith had said. Reese Smith. So it was, and then JT Daniels. So it was a couple of people that most people were like, ah, okay. Like we've you know. weathered a bit of an early storm, I think. Yeah, is we what, thought we'd see a lot more. Everyone hates Neil Brown, so where's this big mass exodus? And then bless right? our little hearts, right? Little did we know. Yeah, well, that's how this trans shoot. Guys are transferring like last minute nowadays anyway, so it doesn't really matter when it happens. It's, you know, up until week one of the season, guys are transferring. So you just got to kind of keep your head on a swivel and wait and see what happens. But Guido, from a wide receiver standpoint, so like you said, uh, so, we, you know, we said Reese Smith. More recently, Caden Prather is more recently announced. And I think most people, if Twitter is any place to gauge this stuff, I think the biggest freak out, which as a quick aside, if you would if you would like to just follow freakouts in general on Twitter, WVU transfer <laughs> portal freakout is entertaining. Is yes. Um, people go nuts. But Reese Smith and then Caden Prather, who I think most people were like, hey, look, Caden Prather, uh, most likely wide receiver one next year if he stays. So he's not. He's already entered the portal. That was on the heels of uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton and then Sam James uh, throwing their hat into the NFL draft ring. So all of all of a sudden, Scoot, the wide receiver room quickly, burp, 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 you know, we're back down to sort of where we were over the summer when we were all sitting here saying, well, who's going to catch a pass for WVU? Now you're down to resetting the board on wide receivers. Yeah, well... Uh, I this to me sounds like the re-recruitment maybe didn't go as as well as they had hoped because um, I think there was some talk of hey now we have to re-recruit now well, now if you guys would leave Neil Brown alone and let him keep his retain his his team and his staff and let him keep those uh, highly touted recruits we can't we can't say negative things about Neil because then we won't get anybody to stay but. But let me. I mean, and like, I, I just, I, I don't even know what to to think after this season and after, you know, getting kind of what we expected, right? Like we got kind of what we expected this year, and I think that we're going to go into next season ex- expecting the same, if not less. Is WVU like? Were they looking at the landscape and the situation? Was the university looking at the landscape and the situation and just saying, you know what, we're just going to tank another year? I mean, that's what it feels like. The decision has been made. And I think that that's why you've seen players just jump ship. Is that it's that's the feeling in the in the building? Yeah, and I think just really really quick along that same thing. So I, I just wanna I just wanna bring up to Guido to sort of to sort of mesh with that argument. I, Scoot, if you know the greatest hits uh, CD for Neil Brown includes uh, "Who Left My Cupboard Bare." Uh, that would be a title, and then another one would yep. be. Um, them COVID blues, right? It would probably be yeah. another track on that. I have a, th- can I, can I interest you sure. in a third track on this album? Yeah. So it's an LP. Uh, the third track on this would be, uh, that dang schedules too tough. And so a couple, like a week and a half, two weeks ago, uh, John Antonick, I didn't bring it up on, on the pre flu show with Guido, uh, cause I didn't think it was going to be a thing. And then, you know, when you're like, well, that's never going to be a thing. And then on Twitter, it like this groundswell of thingness happens. And then people are like, that's a, that's a thing. This is the new thing, you know? Well, John Antonick put out some tweets about, um, ranking schedule strength. And I like, I like John Antonick stuff. I mean, Guido, we've been reading John Antonick stuff since it was msnsportsnet.com. You know what I mean? Like 20 right. years now, probably. He's kind of like the noted historian of, of the WVU sports website. And he was kind of putting out there like, 
I think he had a stat that they had, I think, the 31st-ranked schedule in all of college football, hardest schedule. And in conference, it was one of one of the hard, you know, ranked as one of the hardest and so most difficult. And so I don't think he intended it this way, but he added some context of saying like, hey, look, the Fiesta Bowl and Sugar Bowl teams never played schedules like that. And I don't think he intended to, but he became this like, uh, like, Pied Piper through the streets, Scoot. Like you could see all the little climb trusters came out of the woodwork. Like uh, a brother John has something to say. Who goes there? And they're like, and then he's like, hey, uh, the schedule's been really hard this year. And and all the climb trusters were like, uh, yes, we have a new reason. Put it up on the ball. I feel like well, if this were Fraggle Rock, they're a bunch of dozers. Yes. Well, I think the other thing was, and then you had on the heels of all of that too, Johnson, you had President Gee who said, we had uh, one of the toughest football schedules in the country. The fact that we've gone five and seven in a very competitive environment is something I take a lot of pride in. Takes a lot of pride in, Scoo. So that's how, that's when you know the thingness has reached full thing. Like that's where I, I saw John's tweet and then I saw the groundswell of discussion. I was like, that's never going to be a thing. And then just like Shane Lyons went to the cupboard and COVID, President Gee goes for the, we had a super tough football schedule. You should be happy with five wins. And I just was like, like my brain just went. I saw that. I saw that tweet. Wesley Shoemaker, who I think rates for the DA. I saw that tweet uh, go out of quoting the president and and it's saying that uh, five and seven is something that we he takes a lot of pride in. And I just thought about Scooty. I just thought about Scooty. I was like West Virginians being being West Virginians. Well, we can't do any better. We should be happy with five and seven. Now you've got Cupboard Bear. COVID was mean, and now schedules are hard. Uh, it's, It's disgusting. It really is disgusting. Scoot, if you're th- this was my thought. Scoot, you have kids, so we we all have kids. If your kid comes home with his report card, his or her report card, and says, "Dad, I got uh, two C's, three D's, and an F," and you're like, "What?" and they go, "Hold on a second, the classes were really hard," and you go, "You <laughs> obviously, Scoot, your reaction would be." Uh, you know what, well, son or daughter, I'm actually very proud of you. I hope to see this next year from you. To That's play exactly out that what analogy, you would say, right? Yeah, well, to play out that analogy, here's what it is, right? Well, in middle school, they never taught me this stuff. So that's the cupboard is bare. Okay. Uh, so then you've got, well, you know, I did get sick. So I, I had to, you know, I was, the doctor wrote me off for a week. COVID. Yeah. And then you've got the, well... The uh, I've got a real tough schedule. Taking AP classes. Yeah, t- I got a real tough schedule. Nobody's going to be happy with that. Nobody. You're rolling with a 1.8 GPA. Come but on, it's like, son. It's like all the it's like all the climb trusters got exactly. They all looked at each other, nodding their heads, like, "Oh yes, oh bro, yes, see, schedule hard. We're Everything needs more time. This only is year two. two. It's only year <laughs> two. That at the same time. That's it's ridiculous, Guido. It's ridiculous. You were wearing a Jared Deggy shirt not so long ago. Talk us out of this. <laughs> I don't think I can. I mean, you have brought me to the dark side. I, like, I, if you, I'm already predicting a, uh, you know, f- four wins next year. Like, I, it's, it's not. I, I am very upset at the state. Of, like, will we beat Duquesne? I, <laughs> who I are mean, we throwing to? Is, I don't think. I don't think there's I, anything that's. A lock. I didn't even know Duquesne. As a quick aside, I, I didn't even know they had a football team. Honestly, I'm being <laughs> I honest. Think I, knew they had a I mean, I certainly team. know them from A10 basketball and everything over the years, but I didn't know they played football. Like, here's the thing, guys. Uh, not so long ago, I played some flag football. Yes, I was a pretty decent receiver. Okay. You, they might need. I you think too. I can offer. I'm six four. Got a nice frame. I run some good routes. I mean, so to come full circle, though, Guido, like you take, you know, we you were asking me about wide receivers. We talked about Caden Prather. Not to be salty, but do you blame them? Are you surprised? I mean, does Caden no, Prather want to be like? I mean, number one, if you're not tired of the quarterback 
up in the air all the time. Do you want to come back next season and catch 42 tunnel screens? I mean, like, why are you? No. I mean, I don't blame him. What are the, so who, which, which coaches do you think are more of an influence, right? Is it the head coach situation? Is it your position coach? Cause so if I'm Neil Brown, I mean, I would say, I would say it's your position yeah, I coach. Tend, I would say if you're a wide receiver, you're with your position yeah. coach the most. I think the problem scoot isn't, I don't think it has to do with coaches. I mean, I think it just has to do with, I don't even, uh, here's the, here's the thing. I'm not even going to put it all on Neil Brown, right? Like I think Neil Brown is in a tough position now. I mean, you're not going to leave this job. You got a lot of money tied up in the, this job. I, I think the problem is the institution. I think the problem is the way that the institution is treating the football program right now. And they're and they're treating it with kid gloves, right? They're afraid to make, you know, the push. They're afraid to make the change. They're afraid to wipe the slate clean. And so they just continue every year as they do this, as they prolong the inevitable, as they push it out further to make it worse and worse and worse and make us more irrelevant. Is this buyout driven, do we think? Do we think we're so afraid to do this because of the buyout? I can't imagine it is. I can't imagine it's buyout driven. I have a hard time thinking that West Virginia University can't come up with 16 million. Right. Drinks, yeah, I get, they, they can come I up with 16 it, million. But I feel like. And, and, here's a, and here's the thing. And, and we had that talk with Jake when he was on the show a few months ago. Like, it's not, it wouldn't even have right. been that because they would have negotiated it, right? Um, I just feel like we're so, being punished because of Neil or because of Shane's decision to extend him. No, I think. Do you want to know what I think? I think that Gordon Gee really likes Neil Brown. I think Gordon well, Gee he's, thinks he's a good guy. He's folksy, and, and I think Gordon. He's I, and I think that that is all, what it's all about. And I think that the missus makes good macaroni salad. Yeah, and I think the timeline. I think they. Back to them, someone on Twitter, I don't remember who to give credit to, but someone tweeted something out about, you know, uh, everything since the Iowa State game has been just like falling all over yourself. And remember, we remember the three of us watching the Iowa during the Iowa State game. There were two things we talked about. One, does this guy get tarmacked right here at like in right. a does he get left in Ames? And then two, Guido, you were the one. So Scoot and I were like, I think this guy gets tarmacked. You were what I thought in hindsight was the voice of reason. You kept saying, no, I think they're going to run it to the end of the season. Yeah. They've done neither option A or B. It's so like, I, I don't really. They're just going to run yeah, it back. They're just, they're run, just going like, to run Look it back. where we are. They're just running it back. So I don't know if they sort of timelined themselves to a point where they were like, like, do you think it became a, even if we wanted to make a change, the timeline is so weird now that we just need to hire the new AD and then let her I roll think they make the a, next I year. I think they can make a change anytime they want to make a change, right? Uh, who was the guy? Wasn't there a guy that was that uh, was basketball? Never mind. What Dockich? Are you going to bring up Dan no, no, Dockich? No, no, I was going to bring up uh, the Mazziello like, guy from Manhattan who got fired. The week before, oh, the week before the season, oh, season, the before, and that's yeah. why we were getting that's Jose. That's why Perez. we're getting Jose. Yeah, right. But I, th- that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, you know, you, you, if they would have done something big with the AD, I would have said, hey, maybe they're gonna, they're making a change, right? They're, this is the push. This is the beginning. But I, I feel like, do you think if we get Rob Mullins? Because the rumor was yes. that I think if you get Rob, I think if you get Rob Mullins, I think if you Patrick get Chun, uh, there was the rumor was that those two guys had almost turned that job down or had turned the job down, and maybe Ren Baker was not our first choice. I think if you had gone, I think if Mullins, if you'd gone Whit Babcock, if you'd gone big name, right? If you'd gone a guy who was already Power Five D one then you were going to make a splash, right? You were going to make a big change. I think by going Ren Baker, you're saying, all right. We got a new. We're gonna try something new. Where he's gonna he's gonna be part of the team. Yeah, you know? I agree. I and agree then, with you guys. Instead of being like hard edge with those other names, you sort of softened it. F- went fundraising status quo on everything else, didn't you? That's what it feels like. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It's it's totally what it feels like. So I mean, I I'm not overly optimistic at the direction of the football program, and I think I could be wrong. I mean. I think it's going to be it, – it, it, when the pressure is really going to come is that's really going to reflect on season ticket sales next year. It's really going to reflect on butts in the seats and beers being sold. You know, I just – it'll be an interesting year because football's where the money's made, guys. I mean, basketball's important, but football's where the money's I made. I think you're on the money. 
I think you're one. So I think you're like 75% on the money. I think you're 100% on the money. If we head into conference play next year, one and two, because we beat Duquesne. Right. Which, because look, we open at Penn State, nothing, I mean, nothing gives me confidence. We're going to roll in there and up, you know, like pull a fast one on them. And then you come home uh, and you're going to play Pitt in the, in the non-con. So I don't, I don't, you know, I think if you roll in one and two and people are like, well, I was all excited about those games. I'm not engaged now. I pretty much know what's going to happen. I mean, yeah, you're right, Guido. I, I don't know. That malaise is going to continue, isn't it? It's just going to roll right on into the season. And the other thing I'll leave it at is we had said, I had said, that I thought this was a really important AD hire because there was a good chance, there is a good chance that this AD is the AD who will hire the replacement for Hall of Fame head coach Bob Huggins at WVU. And I'm just, again, you're talking about a guy who's at his first Power 5 school who's never really had a major hire. He's never hired. I mean, I'm sure he's hired a basketball coach. I know when he was 26 years old, he was a high school athletic director, and I get all of that. But, like, I mean, these these are – he. I, I foresee him in the next three years, three to five years at WVU having to make two major, major program hires. So – I don't know, guys. We'll see what happens. Let's, let's let's pivot a little bit and talk about Coach Huggins and his basketball team. So since we last talked, WVU has played three games, lost one, won, won two of those. Um, you know, the the thing that was entertaining about or that is interesting about these teams that they're playing, these non-conference, non-preseason, you know, pre-season, whatever you want to call it, pre-conference scheduled games, both Xavier and UAB are really good teams. Like, they're not joke teams, right? Xavier and Ken Palm was like 32 when we were ranked 30 in Ken Palm. UAB came in to play in us the other night. They were in the top 35 in Ken Palm. They won Conference USA last year, and they've got, what's his name, Jiffy Pop? What, what's that guy's name? <laughs> Jelly Walker. <laughs> Jelly Walker. Uh, they got, Jiffy you know, Pop. player of the year. <laughs> That's a good name. That'd be a good basketball That name, is a though. good name. I mean, you're, we're working on the Joey Toots yes. thing. I'm still Joey all Toots on board with Joey Toots. Joey Toots well, is good. Well, Xavier got away from us, Guido. I think of these three games, we finally got a win that I think, you know, if you follow, again, if you follow WVU basketball Twitter, there's a contingent of people that are like, yeah, we're seven and two, whatever we need, you know, we need to start beating the teams that we're proud that we can beat our chest at and be proud of of winning, I think Scoot and I were talking about this the other day. I think that should have been Xavier, but then we just stopped basketballing with like four minutes to go in the game. That was a one point game Scoot with four minutes to go. We end up losing by 10 that, that just got away from us. That would have been a great road win against that Xavier team. They take care of business against Navy. Some, some little kid cooked us for like 20 points in that Navy game, by the way, if you remember that name and then this UAB at home, I think you finally got a win where you're like, okay, that you ate, like Guido said, UAB is going to win their conference going away. They're going to be an NCAA tournament team. That's a solid win. Uh, I think uh, at the, at the time, at least Jelly Walker was, or was in the running for uh, averaging the most points per game coming in. He only had six points in the first half. I thought they locked Now he still got his, I think he finishes with 19 Guido, but uh, overall, that was a good win. And and really, uh, except for some early minutes in the first half, uh, WVU pretty much leads wire to wire. I didn't really think it was in, you know, it was in in uh in question very much. So I think that's finally a good win. You know, people can say, okay. There's a you know, last year we what did we go in, Scoot? We went into the conference, you know, like 10 and two, something like that. And 13 and, and one and, or you know, something. People yeah. were clamoring, why aren't we ranked? And we were sitting here talking like, well, you know, is are there quality wins in there? We weren't sure. I think this squad asserting themselves, uh, and I'll be honest, I didn't even, Guido and I were talking pre-show, you know, Stevenson doesn't have a great game. I think he only plays 16 minutes in this one, but they get it done. Guard play is terrific, uh, and that's a quality win. Well, I, I'll say this. Uh, I do think that we're starting to get a clearer picture on who's rotating in and and who's not rotating in. Uh, it looks as though it's going to be three centers. We start with Jimmy Bell, then we go to Mo Wagi, and then if that's not working, then we go to Okonkwo. The problem with Mo Wagi is he can't 
like get out of his yeah, own way. Yeah, and here don't lately. you think you and I were talking about that, Scoot? When Tunka's not on the floor, it's sort of like a let's see what happens. You know, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't feel in, good in this UAB game. Uh, Mo Wagi plays eight minutes; he fouls out. Like that's crazy, that's insane. Yeah. You know, that definitely I don't think is what Hugs was looking for. And he made the comment during the Xavier game. Uh, he didn't think he didn't feel like Mo was even there in that game. So I, you know, lately, I mean, look, we've you know we watched the other the other early games. Mo Wagi can definitely play. We've been impressed with him. But here, last couple games, especially here at UAB, if you have to take Jimmy Bell off the floor, you can't have Mo Wagi. Uh, you know, fa- like having a foul per minute when he, when he's in the game, I skewed, I, I would ask you what you thought. We haven't talked a lot about James Aconquo, but I thought he gave us some really nice minutes given what he was asked to do. I, I don't think he expected to be playing, you know, 10, 12 minutes, but with Wagi and foul trouble, he, I thought he gave us some really good minutes. Well, he did. Um, my concern will be when we face some of these like super big teams, not, we're not going to see a bunch of Zach Edies like we did at Purdue, but when we come across some, Six ten or or taller guys. That's where Okonkwo. I think he's only really six eight or so, and that's that's where we start to see. And he's not really polished, especially on the offense. He kind of had a head wreck with someone in this game. Like uh, UAB's big went to run up the floor, and he and Okonkwo had like a cranium collision, like about half court, and the guy had to leave the game. And Okonkwo was like, "No, nah, I'm good." And I just thought he won like the head hardness showdown in that game like the ram the ram showdown right headbutt challenge headbutt challenge showdown i will say you like you watching this team though you definitely see it in that position you definitely see that you know jimmy bell is the real deal defensively he's down there he's strong he's not afraid of anybody posting up against him he's he's he owns yeah don't you i don't even care if he scores honestly no we don't need him to i don't either you don't need him to. I mean, you know, especially when and like I'm gonna knock. Can I somebody knock on some wood for me? Because especially when Kedrian Johnson can actually play a game like he did against UAB, then you're like, okay, that really opens up when the guard play is going really well and the rotations are good. That really opens up for Jimmy to be able to do what he does down Here there. Here lately, we've seen the combination of Kedrian and Joey Toots, and it's not been bad. No. Mm-mm. And and Joey Toots, I think it's it's the opportunity that he was probably lacking in in Iowa guy averaged like four points a game in Iowa he's probably averaging I don't even know Guido you might have it in front of you but he's probably averaging close to 12 for us 10 to 12 a game now for us that's you know not not what we were expecting not what I was expecting I think that you know and I on that UAB game you know definitely watching it and you you see Eric Stevenson struggle in that game and you look at that game you go man if Stevenson had played a game like he had been playing, you know, if he played a game like he played in Portland and some of those games, that we would have won, we would have beaten UAB by twenty five points. Like the when if it's one of those things, and I don't know what it is about basketball. Maybe you guys can educate me. I never played that much, but like it's one of those things where like I never can figure out why can't all of them click at the same time. Like why can't we? A lot get of it's matchup. One or a lot two. Of it's well, matchups. I like that we don't necessarily need it all to click. Like Scoot, we had noted that Hug said Emmett was kind of the rock of the team coming in. In this game, I yeah. thought he sort of calmed. Like when they needed something, he had three yeah, threes he, he early. just sort yeah. of kept everything even keel. You know, they he made some huge shots. So the scoring was, I mean, across the board, pretty even. And he was aggressive, Emmett. He was trying to get to the basket. He's been aggressive. I feel like he's been aggressive, Emmett. Yeah, me too. Me too. I love that. I mean, and and hugs. You know, hugs. Um, for the most part, is is pretty high on the team. I mean, I know. You know, he's he's hugs. Well, he's definitely hugs, but he's been. More supportive of this team as he, you know, you're not hearing the things that he was saying. I last think year, he I recruited these guys more so than the last group. I really do. You're not, he- you're not hearing Scooty. You're not hearing him say, "Well, these guys don't want to be here. They don't show up. They don't practice." You're not no. hearing that stuff. You're not hearing, you're- well, only one or two guys, and he'll he would name the guys that would actually show up, and the rest of the team was not being named and getting ticked off. And I, I think it's a team that doesn't care who scores. That's another thing that we last year that wasn't the case. Like we definitely had a guy that wanted to score the entire time. This this is uh, it, it could be Trey Mitchell, it could be Emmett, it could be Stevenson, it could be Joey Toots. Kedrian's been doing well. 
there was a game where Seth Wilson did really well. So they don't really care where well, it's coming we give, from as long as it's showing we up. We give Kedrian, I, I probably give Kedrian a lot of heck. And Kedrian has changed in his defense. I think he's been playing terrifically. I thought he played great in this UAB game. And he's gone from, when he pulls up to take a shot, He it goes from, I, I'm like, oh, geez, please don't do that, too very good like he's had 17 points in this game you know what i mean so i i don't know i think he's obviously worked on that because i don't think we ever expected kedrian last year to be leading the box score with 17 points but uh guido he played great in this game he was five of ten from the floor yeah and i mean he's and i'm again again like you you, you know you like I, we, we've been saying he's been getting better and i don't know maybe it was maybe it's kedrian just feeling like he can fit in with this group right like i mean they don't get a lot of time before the season starts to practice. So maybe that's a lot of what it is. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, but I think we've got our starting five. I think we know what we're going to see out on the court most nights. I think we know who we're going to see in first. We're going to we know what the rotations are. I mean, you know, we've got two games left. We've got two of these like, you know, pre-conference, you know, easy matchups. These especially these last two kind of easy with Buffalo and Stony Brook. Buffalo on Sunday the 18th. Uh, that's on ESPN Plus at the Coliseum. Stony Brook on December 22nd, Thursday before Christmas, uh, also at the Coliseum. Then it starts the 31st, uh, New Year's Eve. We travel to the Little Apple and we play against K State to ring in the new year. Uh, so then we just we go we go right off and into it. And the Big 12 Johnson is still, you know, I mean, we're gonna see what happens with Texas. So. Breaking news today, Chris Beard gets in a, what sounds, at first I was going to say a little bit of trouble. does not sound like it's a little bit of trouble. Sounds like a lot of bit of trouble. Sounds like a lot of bit of trouble. Chris Beard, uh, apparently uh, altercation, strangling a family member at home in the middle of the night. Police called. Went went to prison, was released from prison. Like, Scoot pointed out was, uh, what was it, Scoot? He was suspended without pay. I think without pay, we noted. Feels worse. Uh, the key part of that phrase, I yeah, think. It feels right? worse than if, if there was maybe some question as to whether or not he was involved. I think maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe the university has a protocol where anyone that's charged with a certain degree is automatically suspended without pay, but in my estimation, it sounds like, you know, if there was some question about this, it might have been a suspension with pay. The without makes me wonder, maybe there's a little bit of meat to the allegations. So, obviously, uh, uh, UT playing this week. He's not on the sidelines. Right now, Texas probably the, is the number one team in the Big 12. They're ranked uh, sixth in the AP poll. They're fourth in Ken Palm. I mean, they're they were considered a team to beat or one of the teams to beat. Just beat Gonzaga, picked in the top three preseason for the conference. I mean, this could be depending on what happens here, Guido. Like you were saying pre-show. I mean, this could change the complexity of the of the Big Twelve as the season goes on. Who who knows? So I guess we'll see. And we'll probably see soon enough, I would think. But right now, and and as you guys know, uh, we love the computers that Ken Pomeroy has. Right now, this guy could he Scoot buy especially. this computer like Watson? Scoot, Scoot especially. <laughs> it's Watson. Right now, though, uh, West Virginia is what the fourth ranked team in the Big Twelve right now. They you've got Texas, Kansas, um, Baylor, uh, and then West Virginia in that order for power rankings uh west virginia ranked 23rd in ken palm they received a good amount of votes uh in the ap and coaches polls this week so i mean this you like you said earlier johnson last year we were all like well what's going on we're winning all these games and we're not even receiving votes and this year you're seeing something different you're seeing that west virginia team have a tougher preseason schedule have some legit good wins in there and their losses even though they're, you know, they're tough lot, it's tough to lose. At least they're losing to teams that are good and that are on par with them um, in a lot of the rankings. So I think, I think we're on the right path. I feel like this team's on the right path, Scooty. Yeah, we're definitely on the right path. I'm just, uh, I'm hopeful to see how we do once we get going with Kansas State. That'll be starting to be a little bit more of a true test, and then you get into a little bit more of a rhythm with the games, right? So you'll play one early week, you'll play one toward the end of the week. So you start to kind of get a feel for that. And I'm sure we'll have a couple of those back-to-back road games where you have a 
like a Saturday night and then a, a Monday night where you're, you know, I don't know, uh, Baylor and Texas Tech or something back to back. Well, it, it is going to be interesting because, Guido, we go on the road to start these first two conference games. Then you come home and you're like, okay, good, we're home. Well, nope. you're home to play Kansas followed by Baylor. I mean, the road just – it's going to be – we know this is going to be a buzzsaw. Uh, it, it's going to be tough. I'm I'm just hoping we um, – you know, I feel like the glimpse we've gotten so far of this team – lends me a lot more confidence than where I was with last year's four and 14 in conference team. I, I don't know. I, I'm starting to round out, you know, we didn't really do our preseason prognostications like we did for football, but scoot, I, I think this team is capable of a 500 or better. Even mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, bet. you know, I can see a nine and nine, 10 and eight, conference record out of this team what what do uh, you think? i would say i feel more like um well, i think we're gonna see like 12 wins i think i think it's gonna be well wait a minute guido whoa. wait what wait, i think Scoot, it's are, gonna are be you, are you optimistic yeah, i think it's, wait a minute are you saying you're yeah, optimistic on this i am because i'm seeing so because wow like we're doing what we're doing right now now granted it, it could you know upturn the apple cart is that the word is that the phrase I'm just saying. I mean, it's it's okay. a phrase. Uh, yes. You know, when we get Jose, we're not even factoring in Jose Perez yet. That's a guy that averaged 19 points a game. Yeah, that's true. true. So, yeah, like, that's true. If if Stevenson's not doing well, if Trey is out, if I mean, we've got another guy that's that's been there, done that. Yeah, but you would agree though that defense and rebounding has been uh, fair to Midland is how some people might call it. Well, it's because of our size. I think it's because of what we're, we're working with like four guys out and one guy in and the one guy in, if it's, if it's not Tunka, it's a little bit dicey. I, I would yeah. say though, and I, I'll, I'll look, I'll look going into the season. I would say that our, our rebounding, our defensive efficiency too, but our rebounding is definitely better than it was at this point last year. We are definitely a better rebounding team than last year's team was. I mean, I just think it's impressive, Scooty, that you think a team that won four games in conference last year is going to win twelve games in conference. I last think year. it's that's. I think it's a noticeable. The other thing we were talking about the away, or I was. I guess we weren't. It was me that was talking about the away games <laughs> um, in your head. <laughs> what I also think is different this year than last year. You got to think we had uh, probably somewhere around five or six guys last year's team who had never made that kind of travel for an away game, right? So you're looking at right. guys that played mid-major and you're looking at high school guys from the year before. Like, yeah, that's a good All point. of a sudden you're yeah. flying from Lubbock to, you know, where's TCU? Abilene? Is that where that is? Yeah. Well, you're Fort Worth, but you're not you're – not, you're not taking a bus right from, it's not an hour know. trip or it's not uh a 15 yeah, passenger right. van I, I know what you mean that's a good and so now you've got like the trey mitchells and emmett matthews and, and you're playing you know, in bigger that, arenas they know the, they know the gig yeah they, yeah they know they've it. all played right. in those big places yeah definitely so we'll see what happens west virginia plays sunday december 18th uh that's the next game it's on espn plus so get out your quarters to buy it that's a 5 p.m tip off you know a lovely sunday five o'clock tip off like where yeah. what is this schedule by the way we with a the tip off for the uab game was a six o'clock saturday we got a sunday five o'clock tip like crazy times what it's ridiculous anyways uh that's on espn plus guys uh we got a few minutes left uh i want to talk about a non-wvu thing i know there's okay there's stuff to talk about but i have to get i have to get scooty on this so we talked uh, we briefly spoke about Scooty's favorite head coach uh, last episode, but Scooty's favorite head coach now has taken a job. Coach Prime mm. ends up going to Colorado. I just want to talk about the team meeting. Oh. I want to get your guys' opinion on Prime. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's on YouTube. It's got like 5 million views by now. It's like It went crazy. Coach Prime, first day on campus, walks into a closed team meeting, by the way. It was a closed team meeting. He walks into it and, like, ridiculous. He was like, I'm coming and I'm bringing my luggage. Like, it was crazy. I liked it. I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) I liked almost everything about it. Okay, first of all. Did you really? What did he come into? 
He had, there was some music playing. Do you know what song was playing when he came in? Well, he had no, his giant. He comes in with an entourage. He has like sixteen yes. cameras. Cameras. Yeah. A guy holding a boom mic. Yeah. It's like you know what song it was. Right. All eyes on me by Tupac. <laughs> like that's great. Like the symbolism is great. Now listen, if if you go into a team meeting and you're going to a you're meeting your team that hasn't been winning, right? What were they? Right. One in something? Yes. One in eleven this year or something? One in eleven? Uh, I think they yeah. were one, one in eleven. 11. Yeah. So the culture is obviously not great, right? I don't. And you could say that the coaches were great people or whatever, but the culture, the winning culture, is not there. I think they had like two right. winning records or two winning seasons the last twenty years yeah. or something was the the stat. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So yeah. he came in and basically said, "Listen, a lot of you guys aren't going to be here when we get ready to to play." And that's the truth. He said he was. He said he was. Bringing he said he was bringing some, some luggage and it's Louie. with them. And their dogs. <laughs> yes, he said it was Louie. Yeah, yeah. Their dogs. And, he, and then they're going to hunt and they're going to eat. I love and that. Then, and then he was. <laughs> and then he was like, "The boys, the portal is open. You should think about getting in the portal." Like, but listen, crazy. it's up like, front, right? It's not like hemming and hawing around it. Like, listen, if he comes in and he does what he plans to do. You're going to have a bunch of guys whining and crying and 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 saying, well, I think I got a shot. And then they they try out, you know, they they kind of get strung along, so to speak. Well, and he I mean, look, he's taken a lot of a lot of hate and a lot of heat here. Scoot, but I think to your point, conversely, he could have said, don't don't anyone go anywhere. Let's, Stick let's see with how it's going to work out. We'll let the chips fall where they may. Trust, trust the climb. <laughs> trust the <laughs> yeah. climb. And and then having no intention of playing it. So I don't know what's – I think, you know, to your point, maybe it's better to just be up front and say, hey, look, none of you jokers are getting on the field. You might as well try your hand at the portal. Well, it's complete opposite of, of how WVU's administration is working. We don't want to move the coach because we're kind of worried about that recruiting class that he's got coming in. These guys that he's he's really looking forward to. we got a couple of four-stars coming right in. Well, that doesn't bother Coach Prime. He'll find the four stars. If you look at and he already follow has, social media. Right? Oh man, people are flipping left and right. He's got four and five stars reaching out to him saying, "Hey, listen, I know you haven't recruited me, but take a look at my film. I, I'm interested." Who did he flip from the Notre guy that Dame? Was, this he was week. Kansas's player of the year in high school. He was like Notre Dame's yeah, top recruit. He's going go to think, right? He's going to go to Colorado. And now he's going to Colorado. Well, like, are you, you kidding? Did me? you hear like uh, it, within the first? Uh, whatever it was, 24 hours of the portal opening or being whatever, uh, that there were over 200 students in the portal that reached out to Colorado in like the first day, first hey, 48 hours. Or and whatever he's bringing Shadur, and Shadur is in some mark, well, some uh, publications. A preseason Heisman watch. Uh, Heisman, but everyone's trophy. like, "Fine, I'm yeah, already... Well, he's an FCS quarterback. The dude got recruited by every major program. He went to Jackson State to be with his dad. That's the only reason why he's at Jackson State. Otherwise, he'd be at a major program. Well, I don't know if it's going to work or not, but it's going to be wonderful theater while it while it lasts. I, I mean, mean, I you think, I, I don't uh, know how it's going to go. You but. think Chandler Shamato uh, stays in uh, I think he's, Colorado? I think he's out of eligibility. Otherwise, I, I would. Oh, is I he, think he is, is he running done? dry. He a- he's probably ticked that he got there the wrong year. He's like, son of a, could I not have redshirted something or done something to get another year? I mean, it, it just is. It's an And the facilities thing. are amazing. It, it, it's not like well, the it's, facilities uh, are nice. It, I, I just, I, you know. Well, look, I've I, I went to Colorado in '09. When did WVU play out there, Guido? I think '09. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. It was kind of a heartbreaker game, but we had a wonderful time. Boulder's amazing. It's a cool place. They run a two-ton buffalo around the field as at like 52 miles an hour, and they put put it like they take him off a truck and back up on a truck. It's crazy. The whole the whole scene is cool. I, I think if you add coach prime in the mix they're they're gonna have a cool scene there i mean it's like like i said i don't know how it's gonna go but it's gonna be wonderful theater there. How, how do you feel though about like when when did he take the jackson state job the two years ago he came uh, with the jackson state three he's been there two, two years or three, I think. two three years i think it's three seasons yeah but he had said that when he took that job that like well you know i'm here because i want to make you know Jackson State. I want to make HBAC, HB, uh, you know, HBCU. Uh, I want to make it important. Football important, you know. 
Um, what do you feel? How do you feel about him like leaving? That? So, uh, I, of course, I'm the Coach Prime aficionado here on the you staff. Are. You are the Coach <laughs> we Prime. Lean, we um, lean on you. I've lean done you. some research. Yeah. Apparently, um, Coach Prime, when he took that job, had been given some assurances from the school, and the school did not deliver on a lot of those assurances. Oh, yeah. I read this. Like, uh, beyond a certain threshold of ticket sales, he was supposed, he was supposed to, to get a, per, a percentage yeah, or something. And there were a He few was also things. supposed to get a TV deal. With the school, you know, it, with the football right. program, and that never came it to fruition. It sounds like none of that materialized. Um, he paid out of his own pocket for the a lot of the renovations to the football facilities. He was feeding the team. That came out of his pocket. So there was a lot of stuff that I think on the – oh, another one was the, the bowl game. He had to pay for the team to go on the bowl game because the college wouldn't – you know, put that money back into once they went, the college wouldn't give the money back to the football program. So it was just like some stuff like that, that if true, uh, you know, Hey, listen, I think they're better off. He left that place in a better spot than when he got there. In in a way, I think he's done an all right job there. It'll be it'll be an interesting show to, to say. That. I mean, he puts on a show like Give that's what he does when he's wherever he goes. That's what I'm going to say every time we get on this. <laughs> that's going to be my intro. <laughs> It'll be a new intro, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what well, happens. Well, contrast that, Scoot, against what you currently get in Morgan. So if you prime time in Boulder versus what? Versus uh, we've got a, the matinee. The Syndication matinee or something? The matinee what in is Morgantown. Like reruns or you something? But I think what you, you bring up a good question, though, Johnson, overall. Like, this is like Coach Prime going D1 – power five school now like if he can do there what he's done at jackson state if he can build that program that changes the landscape of head football coaches right like that changes the way we don't think about hiring all the, it does is make me the more neil angry. browns or the nick sabins or the or, or those guys that, you know what i mean like it changes the type of person that they go after because what is what is coach prime doing right well it's energy He's bringing in the right guys. He's got, you know, it's it's the names, it's the players, it's yeah, and he's got people engaged. You know, like he's selling the school. Hey, come be a part of this. Not, you know, we're trying to re-recruit. Hey, don't leave. We're Prime's trying to figure out how many he can let in because they're all no, trying to get here. You know, and, and to, to me, it's a paradox, right? In the sense that you've got this guy who's kind of brash, kind of outlandish, kind of um, listen. Is he arrogant? I don't know. I think he's confident. I mean, it probably comes across as arrogant. But at the same time, like in that team meeting, he said, hey, there's not going to be any hats. There's not going to be earrings. You're not going to have a cell phone out. He said, we're all going to look like the same. We're going to be the same. We're going to look like football. We're going to look like a football team. And that's like counterintuitive to everything you would think if you just met him on the side. You'd be like, no way. Is that like you would think that guy is all about the hats, the earrings, the, you know, the right. look. Well, I think there's a lot of people and I, I actually, I think Wolfman, there were a couple of people on WV Twitter that responded really positively to that. Like, Hey, look, it's my way or the highway. I'm the coach, you know? And I think people were like, they want that, you know, they can see where people respond to that. in a way, in a way it's probably more old school than it is new school. Like, right. isn't that ironic? In, yeah. In a, right. in a way. And how about that cat in the meeting who, kind of quickly grabbed <laughs> his hat off. and tried to tuck it down. Yeah. It. <laughs> like, oh, crap. I, mean, I may have walked into something here. I mean, you know, I won't lie. Like, I'm going to be paying attention next year. I'm going to be watching those, hey, those 10.30 a night kickoffs you get for those West Coast teams. It'll be it'll be Well, it's going to be a little bit more exciting than the bubble screen. Oh, man. We're gonna, instead of WVU, we're going to be BSU. Bubble screen you. Bubble screen you. Bubble screen you. You know? Malashevitz, bubble screen, three yards. Well, to cue to cue it up, Guido, for next week, because I know we're running out of time, but Scoot, let's earmark a conversation for next time. We need to go true RPO. We need to just fully embrace a full uh Pat White, Steve Slayton, Owen Schmidt Ooh. offense. You might get it. Let's go. Let's let's go. Nico Come on. and Garrett. You might get it with Garrett. Yeah. Can let's I watch Nico fake throw the ball fifteen times a day? No, I mean, let him run, let him 
couple keep you honest throws per game. Let's cue this up for next week and talk D- about don't it. Don't worry, guys. The we've tools got, are there. Next week, we've got a whole 10 months to talk about it, so don't you worry your pretty little heads about it. All right, guys. Well, listen, we should probably wrap it up for this week. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, listen, don't forget, you can find us online. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook. And check out our website, Johnson, GotYourEarsOn.com. It's all on the website. We'll post the show with all the show notes uh, that Scoot was uh, dutifully re- uh, referencing earlier. Um, they'll all be right there. You can also click the tune in link right on the site and listen to the latest show. You can also, also click the link to the merch store and uh, Guido Christmas is coming up. Yep. Maybe you want to treat your special someone to some GYEO merch. Check it out. It's all right there. Yeah. Check it out. Got your ears on. Coach Hugs and the boys play on Sunday at 5 p.m. in the Coliseum. That game's on ESPN+, Plus, so check that out. We'll be back next week with another show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been Got Your Ears On.